Are you ready to get started? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, this is Sadie, and she messaged me about this topic, which I'll let her go in, obviously, into more depth about why she did. But um, for anyone that's listening, we're going to be talking about rape, and we're going to be talking about sexual assault, which this is the trigger warning that if that's something that you don't feel comfortable or feel like you can hear or listen to, this would be the time to click off which is completely understandable. And before she begins, I also want to say that in today's culture, I feel like victims of rape are often spoken for. And so for today, this podcast is Sadie's for her to be able to talk about what she feels like she needs to. All right, so I will, I'll let you go now. Why do you, like, what is your background with this? Why do you feel like this is important? Why did you message me? Um, I feel like it's important to like try and raise some awareness because mm -hmm. I was raised in a pretty sheltered environment and I was still raped and sexually abused and like I don't think anyone saw that coming like and so I feel like a lot of people whether they aren't in a sheltered environment like I was or they are and that that happens I like, I just want to raise some awareness for it because it's, it's not talked about. Mm -hmm. And then in the future, when I confided in some friends, a lot of them had been like, a lot of them had experienced something similar and they were either like guilted or ashamed for it. Like it was somehow their fault. And honestly, like, it was just kind of alarming how many people have experienced it and, and no one ever talks about it. And mm -hmm. that, that bothers me a bit. So yeah. Of course. So after this happened, what was, did, did your parents put you in therapy right away or what was their response to it? Honestly, for a while, like my parents were very angry and I felt like they were angry at me. So honestly, like for a while, I felt like I was in prison. Like I'm not at all like upset with my parents. Like they didn't know how to react and so it wasn't necessarily what I needed at the time, but they didn't know what to do. So I, my phone was taken away. I was being homeschooled and um, I wasn't allowed to continue my job as working uh, somewhere else. And I wasn't allowed to continue working there anyway. So I honestly like couldn't do anything, couldn't talk to anyone and felt very alone. And I can't even remember what your question was. That's okay. Because uh, they eventually put you in therapy, right? You mentioned yeah. that. Yeah, so I don't know how much time, probably a year maybe, had gone by, and I had talked to a friend, and she is like, I think you would really benefit from therapy, and I, at that time, I, I was really struggling to function as a human, like, I felt like I was an emotionless robot that just did what had to be done, and didn't have friends, and I, I wasn't functioning, I wasn't able to have friends, make connections, do anything. And, and this was also like during COVID. So mm. that, that made it that much worse, not being around anyone. And um, she recommended a good therapist and I did some research and I, I thought about it for some time. And I was like, you know what, I do want to do this. And so I told my mom, I was like, I, I want to do this. And that was honestly embarrassing because I was very um, closed off at that time. It was hard to be like, I, I need to do this so that I can be okay. So yeah, I, I was the one that actually decided. My mom had like hinted at it, but she wasn't going to push me to do that. 
because she knew it wouldn't work if if she made me do it so Mm -hmm. yeah do you feel like therapy has been helpful for you it's been effective it was it was really big for me honestly like the first time I went I wasn't sure I was going to come back it because even just sitting in that room it was so it was so hard my anxiety was so high I am not one to dive into my emotions I I don't like to cry in front of people I I I just I don't like that at all it's really hard for me and I'm sure many people feel that way but I don't know it was at a different level at that point in my life like it was I was incapable of doing it and yeah I also felt like it was a weakness to show emotion and I just I didn't I couldn't afford to be weak at, Mm -hmm. at that time so I did decide to continue going and slowly I found this to be a safe place and after some time I honestly realized I I couldn't talk to my therapist about what had happened it was like there was only a couple of times I actually talked about it but mm-hmm. it was all the other everyday things that were too much for me to deal with at that time and so I just honestly needed a place to kind of vent some random anger some something random my parent did or my sibling did my dog did so yeah I I honestly couldn't face what had happened I couldn't talk about it in the way that maybe other people do or kind of think therapy is I I had a lot of misconceptions about therapy and anyway Mm -hmm. I found a really good therapist so I was grateful for that yeah what surprised you about therapy when you say you had misconceptions about it well, in the movies, like they have this lounge chair and people are like spilling out their heart and their mm-hmm. dreams and someone's like writing on a notebook. And honestly, it wasn't that at all. It was like, you want to talk about that? No. Okay. Uh, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. They just became, I wouldn't like, I would not say friend, but like some, someone that I could trust. And I learned how to handle my emotions and like there were definitely days that I did not want to go because I was worried that like it would be a hard day and I would talk about something I didn't want to talk about but I was never forced to talk about something that I didn't want to I remember one day we honestly just played cards like I just needed some some space away from everything and honestly it was just like a safe place for me to vent and whatever Mm-hmm. yeah I love that I'm so glad that you did that I think everybody should go to therapy <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I have to agree with that yeah at least for a little bit just I do think people think you have to have a huge reason to go which obviously you did I think it's great that you did but a lot of therapy in my experiences is, is smaller like what you said yeah. it's like the little things that you kind of need to process with somebody yeah, yeah. Uh, so other than therapy, what do you feel like helped you through that? Honestly, like just time it, it, I still like have trouble with different things, but overall time has been so huge for me. I also like have a strong belief system and like hope for my future. And that, that has helped me get through, but yeah, time, time was so huge, honestly, Mm -hmm. because you think like going to therapy, you'll, you'll get better. But honestly, it takes a long time. I was doing therapy for over a year. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still, I wouldn't say healed. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that, but I feel like capable now. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't feel that way before. So yeah, that's probably a good way to put it. I don't know if that's something that, I don't know if that's something that you'll totally, maybe not heal from, but 
forget, of course, yeah. which is horrible. I'm sorry about that. And speaking of long-term, because this is something that obviously comes up and I'm sure it'll come up for you again in the future. How do you feel like it has affected you long-term? It really affected my relationships with people. Like mm -hmm. it, it was really hard, honestly. I lost a lot of connections with people and I've been trying to rebuild some of them, but some of them like it, it's just not going to happen. Honestly, for the longest time, I had a really hard time um, talking to guys or like looking at them, even mm -hmm. like looking at their face. Um, yeah, my anxiety is, I would say, a lot worse than it was before. But I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, there are a lot of emotional scars and there will be days that like a memory or like a potential circumstance pops up and it just really kind of wreaks havoc on your body, like your inner body. And I don't necessarily know how to like describe what it's like. I was reading this book about someone who, who had been through it. And I honestly couldn't finish the book because it was very triggering for me, mm -hmm. but it was just interesting little random things that they did. I was like, I thought I was the only one. And so mm -hmm. I feel like that's another thing. A lot of um, survivors will, I don't, I don't know how to say this, like they'll feel they're alone in whatever they're dealing with. But a lot of the reactions are, are what is normal. And that's, that's mm -hmm. a horrible thing to say normal, but yeah, they're not, they're not somehow like broken. Right. You do feel broken, but you're, you're not, I don't, I don't know. You're not somehow like weird in what you're, what you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. Those experiences are relatable to people that have gone through the same thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Now that you've been through therapy for a year and you feel like you're in a better spot mentally, and maybe now is the time for you to unpack and think a little bit more about it how what do you wish that people knew about this topic what do I wish people knew I had some friends like reach out to my mom and be like um well if you guys need anything just let us know but honestly like they were trying to keep a safe distance and I I can understand that because when someone's going through something whether it's like the loss of a loved one or what whatnot you're like you you don't really know what to say or what to do but I just wish people were like, would understand that they need people to be around them. Like mm -hmm. they, for me personally, I didn't want to talk about what happened, but I did wish that I had just someone to hang out with or just, just to do whatever, not to talk about what had happened. But when you're dealing with all of those things and you're trying to process it and you're trying to heal trying to do that all by yourself with friends being like on the sidelines, like, oh, if you ever need to talk, I'm here. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I just needed someone to be there for me and mm -hmm. not to talk. So just honestly, like sending a card or a text to let them know, like, hey, I am here for you or, hey, you want to get a coffee? Like, it is huge instead of just like standing a safe distance away because you mm -hmm. don't know what to say. So yeah, I'm sure that looking back in hindsight, there's a lot of people that maybe would do things differently. Yeah, 
but in the moment I think it's so hard to know what to say yeah I also like feel that I did a little bit of research and it's more oftentimes a family member or a friend that is the accuser isn't the right word I'm trying to think of um but the one that does the action against the victim it's it's oftentimes a family or a friend and so it's sad but on one hand you need to like protect yourself Mm -hmm. and I wish people like that that is something I wish people knew that it is oftentimes a family member or friend it's not a dark alley which of course does happen Mm -hmm. stay away from dark alleys (laughs) but when when you feel something is off I I really do feel like we we have a gut feeling for a reason and even if you think you're overreacting sometimes it's better to to just trust your gut feeling and play it safe than to like see how see why why you're having that feeling yeah yeah I completely agree and we're often told not to trust that gut feeling but it yeah yeah I completely agree and I was going to just say that statistically speaking it's always not always statistically speaking it's going to be someone close to you exactly what you said yeah and I know a lot of times like people are like well it's not right to judge people and whatnot but you have to protect yourself and so of course we don't want to be like harping on people or spreading rumors about like oh I have this gut feeling and I think they're a bad person but we need to protect ourselves and so if you're having a gut feeling about something, I definitely feel like you should keep your distance until, until when, I don't actually know until when, but just, just to, to listen to that and acknowledge it instead of trying to bury it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I completely agree. That's probably, is that your advice for any younger girls that want to avoid this kind of assault? Because of course it has, it, you're not to blame at all. But unfortunately, in this world, it's often our responsibility to mm-hmm. take precautions. So is that the biggest precaution that you think you would take or that you would give to other girls? Yeah. And I would also like say if you have a clear boundary set in mind, like some people aren't huggers. And if someone forces you to have a hug, like you're you're really repulsed by it. And so like, if you have that same repulsion to whatever your boundary is, make, make it clear to yourself what it is. And then if someone is trying to push that boundary, make it clear that you're, you're uncomfortable. Like you don't want to hug. You don't want, you don't want whatever their, their boundary pushing is. If they have that clear in their mind that that helps a lot, I feel like when when a boundary is pushed very slightly over time, more and more and more, it's eventually broken. And so even if someone is too close to the boundary, like back up or like if someone's in your personal bubble in in real time, like you would back up if you were you were like offended by them being in your bubble. And so same thing with with that just just distance honestly taking a Mm -hmm. step back can be huge yeah I can't believe that there are people out there that like it's such a small thing but to make your kids hug someone that they don't want to hug is such a weird yeah I hate that so what do you feel what do you feel has helped you the most now to move forward like where do you think you're at and what are you what are you looking forward to now what has helped me like 
like I said before, time was really huge, but I also found physical activity has helped me so, so much. Right now, my sister and I go to the gym and we're very active. And I also have a physical job or active job, however you want to word it. And being outside was really, really helpful and still is. Like my sister and I had missed a week going to the gym and my anxiety was worse. And I was trying to figure out why, why my anxiety was so bad. And I realized we have not been being active like mm-hmm. we were. And I, so I, I saw how huge just, just being active was it became a really good outlet like if even if everything is falling apart around me if I can have some time to go be active things will be better afterwards so that was huge do you feel like you're in a place where you can reach out and restore some of those connections that you lost or do you feel like that's not your responsibility it well for certain certain individuals that were a part of what what happened I I definitely don't see that happening yeah um of course like that's when you 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 shouldn't um support the acute like the accuser I keep saying accuser the assaulter you shouldn't support them and accuse the victim and I did not get support from certain people and Mm -hmm. so that was really hard for me so I can be pleasant and friendly and whatnot, but I'm not going to go out of my way to try and be friends with these people. And then other ones that I just kind of lost touch with because I, I couldn't emotionally like reach out and stuff during COVID. I have definitely been working on that this summer. I'm hoping to try and keep branching out and making new friends and building up the friendships I have because last summer was like dedicated to just trying to get better to be Mm -hmm. able to function as a human and be capable so I feel like this summer I don't have to worry about that as much and I can just have have a summer to actually have fun yeah yeah you should it's so sad because it's really not your responsibility to mend connections that just drifted but unfortunately sometimes we have to do that yeah yeah if we want to if that's something that we desire do you ever feel like you're just a kid or do you feel like you lost being a kid a long time ago I definitely do feel that way I don't know like especially because I do work now and my friends are getting older and stuff Mm -hmm. it definitely feels that way but at the same time I have adult friends that act like they're kids. So mm-hmm. I think it's somewhat like your prerogative of what being a kid is. And for me, that's summer. And I lost, I lost a lot of summers, honestly. And so I was like, I'm going to take a summer and actually try and try and be a kid. Yeah, you should. You're busy too. It's hard to schedule you just because you're so busy. Yeah. Well, is there anything we didn't talk about? Anything else? I do not know. Like I said before, just trying to support whoever has gone through it. Because I'd say for a solid, I don't know, six months, I felt very alone. Um, Mm -hmm. And I felt like I just had my dog as my friend. So I definitely would say just, just try and be there for that person. And everyone 
is different. Everyone feels differently. I was differently angry for a long time. And then I was just very, very sad. So there, I'm sure there would have been a time if someone had reached out, I might not have wanted it, but just continuing to be there for that person, try your best, try your best not to judge them because that does not help the situation at all. They're already beating themselves up about everything they could have done differently. Mm-hmm. And they don't need your judgment. Like if you mm-hmm. want to judge them, do it, do it privately in your own home. Don't, don't, don't spread that. That is not kind at all. Mm-mm, of course not. Unfortunately, I feel like people who haven't been to therapy, they're probably the ones that would, I can't yeah. even fathom I can't even fathom it, but yeah, they're probably the ones that would do something like that. I definitely felt like people treated me differently for a long time. There were certain people and there are still a couple people that I think know what happened and have treated me differently. And it does bother me, but I'm trying to get over it. Like mm-hmm. if they want to judge me for something that was not my fault, then that's their problem. And I don't want them as friends anyway, but yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean, it's still, it, I'm a very much, I would say like people pleaser. I'm trying not to be, but you can't make everyone happy. And so I did definitely need to take time to focus on myself to try and get better. And yeah, I would say just if if you've been through it, you're uh, going through it right now, just give yourself some time and try and be gentle with yourself. That was something I had to learn to do because I was always very hard on myself. So just try and be gentle with yourself and give yourself time to heal. It's like, it's like anything in life. It mm-hmm. takes time for you to grow. Yeah. Especially after a setback. Yeah. I'm just thinking about anybody that would have any level of responsibility on you or blame. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's just crazy. It, it is. I can't even it imagine is. it. Yeah. But th- that's what I mean. Like, I just want to raise some awareness for people that have been through it or parents um, of young ones. Like, just try and be there for your kid because my parents were not uh, expecting that Mm -hmm. and they're like why didn't you say something sooner and honestly that is like one of the worst things I think you can say to someone because a lot of people don't say anything ever Mm -hmm. ever or it'll be years later and so it was it was so incredibly hard to speak up and you feel like your world is like just falling apart Mm-hmm. So if if you're a parent of someone who is going through it, just try and be there for them. And honestly, like, even if you are angry with whatever happened, I mean, if not, if, but I know you're angry about what happened, try and not show that as much in front of your kid and just try and support them. Cause mm-hmm. I definitely felt like my parents were upset with me for a while. And I don't really think that's the case, but that's how I felt at the time. Mm-hmm. So anyway, just try and support them. That is like the biggest thing I think that I want to try and make a point of. If So if that's the biggest takeaway that someone takes, you know, from this is to maybe put your own feelings aside, like maybe your own anger of not knowing your own anger of not realizing sooner and just be there for that person. Yeah. I yeah. also feel like my parents were probably upset with themselves that they didn't do things differently or didn't see things Mm -hmm. coming or 
whatever the case was. But like you said, just try and try and set it aside because right now their world is falling apart, even if they don't show it. So yeah. Well, I'm proud of you for everything you've, the way that you've handled this, even though you never should have had to. Well, thank you. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. If you're good, I'll just, I'll end the recording there. Okay.